welcome back to the Rights Podcast. Today's episode is recorded with Laura Bly. She is a Team USA International Masters athlete. We discuss her athletic career as well as um, some topics on physical therapy and personal training. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. So today I have Laura Bly, right? Is that correct? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, on the podcast. And we're just going to talk a little bit about her history in weightlifting and how she got into it and just kind of do like a deep dive. Um, you ready for that, Laura? <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> so yes. I guess we'll get started. How did you find weightlifting? Um, I think it's a similar story to a lot of people. Uh, I was 31 and joined a CrossFit gym. So um, I had done every group fitness class known to man and uh, kind of got bored and some girlfriends had talked me into trying a um, free CrossFit class and then I never looked back. So that's Did you weird. do any other sports before the CrossFit? Like what other sports did you do? Did you soccer? Did you do... <laughs> Um, I'm not a traditional athlete, so to speak. I did okay. ballet in elementary, middle, and a little bit of high school. I ran track and cross country in high school, and then that was it. I worked full-time all through college to kind of pay my way through school and um, was a teacher. And no, I mean, I was active. And like I said, I did a lot of like group fitness classes and ran here and there on my own. But um no, I had never really back squatted or never done anything with a barbell since a high school weight room. And that was just, you know, like silliness that you had track athletes maybe do. So yeah, no. like some deadlifts and back squats. Yeah, I thought what you're saying. Yes, not, not <laughs> too serious. So I no, And uh, no, I, I, yeah, was lucky enough to hop into a CrossFit gym with some really great coaches. And um, my yeah, it was a lot of fun. So I just kind of figured out what it was like to be strong and um, had some body awareness from the dance that I had done and just really enjoyed trying and learning new things. Um, so how did yeah. you so you went from CrossFit to weightlifting? How did you find your weightlifting coach? Was someone did someone introduce you to them? Or were they part of the CrossFit gym? So when I started CrossFitting, I'm a military wife. So we move every few years. And at that time, um, we were living in the Savannah, Georgia area. And um, so I was working for a CrossFit gym that was in downtown Savannah and wanted to get better at the weightlifting part of CrossFit. Um, the weights that were required for like RX competitions just kept getting heavier and heavier. And I'm not a very big person. I'm like 5'4", and I lift as a 59-kilo lifter so I'm not very big so the weights just kept getting heavier and I needed to have really good form if I was going to efficiently do those lifts and so I went looking for help with my CrossFit and if you're in the Savannah Georgia area Michael Cohen and the Cohen Weightlifting Center in um, Savannah is this crazy place that you pay like $39 a month and have access to Michael Cohen. I don't know if that's still what it is, but it's just crazy. And so I started going there. So that was kind of who my first weightlifting coach was at the time. 
Um, you couldn't tell Mr. Cohen that you were a CrossFitter because he didn't like us. <laughs> <laughs> and you um, eventually, I, I will say, I, tra- I trained out of there for a couple years as I was CrossFitting, and he would help out with that. And he slowly, I mean, like now the Cohens do um, presentations all or conferences or clinics or whatever all over in CrossFit gyms, and that's clearly not the case. But you know, back. 10 years ago it had a bad rap it did it very much did and so um yeah so that was who first um started working with me on my weightlifting and I was like 33 34 at the time and I did my first weightlifting meet I was actually already a master lifter so my first weightlifting meet was at the Cohen Center on my 35th birthday um and I don't I didn't even have a singlet because it was just like Hey, come lift on a on a Saturday or whatever it was, and um, so yeah, that was my I did that as was my first meet, and then my second meet ever was like the Masters Pan Am Championships, which I you know didn't do very well at, but um, yeah, it was kind of funny. And yeah, that's still we, crazy though to go from like your first meet to Master Pan. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Eh, hey, you'll be fine. Uh, I wasn't, I, I missed all three of my snatches. It was miserable, but, um, you know, that is how life goes. And then we moved away from the area. And so, um, then we moved to Williamsburg, Virginia. And when I moved there, I kind of saw it as an opportunity where the people there had no idea that I had ever done CrossFit competitions or had no idea kind of who I was. And I could kind of, I'd had a lot of shoulder injuries, repeated shoulder injuries with some of, with muscle ups and things like that with my shoulders. And so I kind of saw it as an opportunity to, instead of trying to do 15 million things with CrossFit, I could just start over fresh at this new gym, new people who had no idea. And I could just say, Hey, I'm a weightlifter. And that's, so that's, what I did is I kind of just, when I, when we moved, I just said, ah, that's, I do weightlifting. And, um, yeah, and didn't turn back from there. Yeah. And that's how you ended up at, I guess it's East coast gold's location, correct? Right. In Virginia beach. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, I kind of had, um, a couple different like remote coaches and so forth, but eventually that's how I ended up. Yes. With, um, East coast gold and Phil Sabatini as my coach. Yep. Yeah. And you mostly train at your house though. Yes. And that's been the case for the last, like um last four years or so I mainly oh it I'm mostly a remote athlete when we were in Williamsburg I could drive down to Virginia Beach a couple times a week to lift with the team um and now that I live in the Washington DC area um I drive up to Maryland to see Leo Totten which is another one of the coaches from East Coast Gold like once a week but for the most part I completely lift on my own and have for years now yeah there's a lot of us there's an there's enough of us i like know who <laughs> yes. they are i'm like there's yes. a co- there's a handful of these people and you like know who they are because you're like they're in their garage every time yep. um, yeah yeah same with you i mean it takes a different sort you have of... to be a different personality type i think a little bit a little more uh okay with like literally showing up and being like well this is gonna be real redundant again there's no one out here and I'm just gonna have to you're literally just doing it for the work you're not it's it's enjoyable but it's not as enjoyable I think as maybe like a group environment 
right you're not going there to like socialize and hang out or catch <laughs> up with anybody you're just there to do your training and um yes it does definitely take a different kind of mindset and also not to just like end up negative like I I've definitely been through moments like periods of time where it just feels like oh my god I'm going to go out there again I'm probably going to miss these same lifts the same way how do you and and it takes so much mental fortitude to kind of like change that self-talk to get you through it so yes training by yourself is a completely different thing yes yeah, it's not it's not the same at all. And then it doesn't help like you're cold, but I, I, you're definitely colder than me. But it doesn't help that's also the temperature changes. So the summer's way easier, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm like summertime, like this is fantastic. I love this. In the winter, I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, let me drag myself outside again. It is definitely. I mean, this just on top of I'm like thankfully I have a space heater out there, but still, it's like you got to turn it on and it, like hope that you've had it on long enough that it's warm enough to be out there and then you don't want to leave it on because mine's propane and I you know like to breathe and so yes it is much harder in the winter I agree yes yeah I tried propane and finally just um this recent time I posted like a tiktok video of me like putting on all my layers and I got a ton of suggestions for heaters and ordered one of them it's a black and decker ac and heater that's electric and it Ooh. heats up to a 300 square foot space and it's fantastic it pumps out yeah. like 81 degrees heat i'm like you know what i think i found a solution <laughs> i was gonna say hold on i, I mean I, so i'm too old to deal with tiktok i'm sorry i mean i'm sure there's people with uh, tiktok but yeah yes. uh i sorry yes that'll just totally turn people out i but yes a black and decker you're gonna have to send me the link to whatever i will is. it's on the amazon yes. and it's okay. a dehumidifier and ac unit so i was like okay uh, that's perfect so sometimes it that type of stuff yeah I, tiktok's challenging and much more of a like not not say younger but like it is like younger than me like young like 18 i, 19? I was gonna say i keep okay. i've actually had people ask it because my daughter's 10 oh does your daughter have a tiktok i'm like no no but apparently <laughs> that's the age that people have tiktok i don't know i guess i but i think i just read something that says now you have to be over 18 supposedly it's it's it is if you get on there though you could lose a lot of time because some of the videos are really funny so i i do have fun i i think i'm creative so i do enjoy like the creativity of those things so i'm like you could get real creative and you'll people either enjoy it or they hate it and it's not like either way it doesn't really matter (laughs) (laughs) i'm not a terribly creative person that is not my forte in life so So what what did what did you go to school for um my undergrad is in middle school education language arts and social studies and I was a eighth grade teacher for about five six years a um, couple years in Ohio which is where I'm originally from and then several years in um, North Carolina which is um, I moved there to uh, teach and uh, loved teaching um, loved working with that age group I coached track and um pretended to coach volleyball and soccer at one school, which I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. Um, But, you know, (laughs) that's how middle school coaches are sometimes. And um, yes, but then I met my husband and we moved like two states in one year. And that just became too much to try to keep up with um, education certifications and all that kind of stuff. So it was kind of, um, we had my daughter when I was 30 
And that was the year that we moved twice in one year. And so then when we kind of settled in Savannah, Georgia, um, my husband immediately deployed. And so that was in that time period is when I uh, kind of took up CrossFit. And after, after I've done it for a bit, I thought, well, I know how to teach. And I don't know all of like, you know, the body parts and how we move and stuff like that. But I know how to explain things to people. And so I asked if I could start kind of learning how to coach and shadow at the gym I was at. And so that was kind of how I moved from teaching into coaching and personal training. And so that's what I do now is I am a personal trainer. I have a few people I train as weightlifting, doing Olympic weightlifting. And then I just finished up my master's degree in exercise science. So I kind of have moved from, you know, I I knew how to train people and teach things and explain things. And now I have the science background of the, how the body moves and that kind of stuff. So I think it's kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah, that's a great, a lot of people, they might have, a lot of people have the background, but then they don't have the ability to like bring it down to like a very basic level. And you're like, you're really smart, but you're not explaining this very well. No, (laughs) no. In the way possible. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's kind of, I I was like, I know, I know how to teach. Like I can explain, figure out how to explain things in 15 different ways. And if the first five didn't work, we'll keep going till it makes sense to you. And, and I know how to like teach, you know, the framework of how to teach something of how to demonstrate it and talk it through and so forth. And so I just, I've spent, you know, now the last five or so years, doing a lot of reading and researching and then just ultimately, you know, wanted to get my master's in, you know, the field that I'm now working in. So um, I was really excited to learn more. Yeah. Are you planning on doing anything else with it besides still training? Well, so (laughs) my, um, you know, it it, back to the whole military thing. Um, My husband's military career will finish in about four years or so. And so then we will stop moving all over the place. And so (laughs) that was this getting my master's degree was kind of um, a step in trying to kind of figure out what I want to do with my life. Because, you know, at 40, I still haven't quite had that opportunity. I have, you know, I love doing personal training, and I love my job right now. Um, But there is also, you know, other things I'm interested in doing. So, um, Ultimately, um, I'm trying to, you know, wait till we're going to be someplace for a few years. But my big interest would be to go um, get my doctorate in physical therapy. Um, okay. So that's kind of the, yes, you know, the big goal. So I might be starting school at like 45 or 48 or something like that. But it'll be fine because I still have lots and lots of years that I could do that job. So yeah, I see no like that's how I am. I don't think like people are like, oh, you can do this forever. I'm like, I have no idea. Check back with me yeah. in 20 years. Um right. Yeah. I think yeah. like you can constantly flip through and the mistake is like being like, Oh, I'm not 20, so I shouldn't go back and do that. Like, no, 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 no. Like that's the I wrong mean, way I to think, look at it. Yeah. yeah. Everything about you know what I do as an adult are all things that I had no idea even how to do at 20. So, um, yeah, the idea that, you know, I do Olympic weightlifting and, you know, at a national level and, 
you know, as a personal trainer, I mean, all of these things I never even started doing until I was in my thirties. So, um, yeah, definitely. I, I really hugely think like, when's the time to do something now, whenever, whenever you want to do something, if you have an idea. So I'm definitely not going, Oh, I don't want to go back to school. I'm old now. I'm pretty excited for the opportunity. So. Yeah. It's always good to learn new stuff too. Cause you're also like, I feel like you're also coming in like if you kind of space it out right you're getting like they're catching up with themselves does that make sense so like what i learned in nutrition seven years ago is really not that applicable sometimes sometimes i'm listening (laughs) to stuff i'm like either everything i learned in school is out the window which i highly doubt or (laughs) some of these people are wrong and some of these people are actually right like so it's constantly getting better and better um, oh yeah. Every year each field's kind of improving to some extent. Yes, definitely. I mean, it's interesting to me. Yes. When you watch like the research on like biomechanics or, you know, loading and things like that. Um, a lot of my clients are older over 60 years old that I do personal training for. And so like following the research on um, you know, how, whether or not we, you know, strength training or so forth for older clients. And it's, you know, like waiting for the field to kind of grasp the idea that it's completely okay to have 60, 70 year olds deadlift, like not only <laughs> completely okay and safe and healthy, like it's a good thing. Um, yes. Almost, um, almost all my clients are like 15 over. I have a 76 year old and a couple sixties. And some of them are deadlifting. And people are like, what? Uh, some of them are snatching. I have a 60-year-old that just started snatching at 60. And it was pretty cool. I was like, oh, there's, no, like, there's no time. It's never too late. <laughs> no. And that's yeah. like start, how I started, like why I really ever started using social media or like Instagram or anything was, you know, so many people when I'd say, you know, I'm in my upper 30s. Oh, I'm going to do this competition or I'm going to do whatever. And it like is that safe? Are you okay? I mean, (laughs) are you sure that's like, are you going to hurt yourself? And I thought to myself that the only way people are going to see that it's a safe and healthy and normal thing to do for a 30 some year old woman, 40 some year old woman to do these things is if they see it more often. Like if you're just at the gym doing it and, and your friends all see you doing it, well, that's fine. But if it's not on their social media if they aren't seen as they're scrolling through their Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is and if they don't see it all the time well then then yeah it does seem like a really scary unsafe thing to be doing and that's really where my motivation was to start using social media and I've tried you know some of my clients aren't 100% cool but I know you do the same thing of like you know showing putting older people on your page and you know people need to see that it's okay to do those things and if they don't see it then they don't think that it is okay and they are usually scared at first people are like oh am I gonna hurt myself and then eventually people warm up to it as well but like they need to experience it oh yeah Yeah. and I mean and some of them have been told by like doctors and so forth to not do things I mean I spent a year convincing one of my clients that it was okay for him to put a weight above his head and (laughs) it was you know his doctor told him that it was unhealthy for adults over the age of 60 to put anything weighted above their head and I tried all the arguments I was like do you put groceries away above your head well yes 
okay, well, do you, you know, hang your clothes up? That's kind of, I mean, like, and I finally, it, it took a long time to convince him that it was okay. And we still, I have still have to kind of sneak it in there, but yeah. Yeah. I think that's from like, I love people, but I think people like give not to throw doctors under the bus, but like they give them almost too much benefit of the doubt. Doctors aren't nutritionists and they're not fitness professionals. They specialize in like human like illnesses, not like function of the body. I've, I've trained, I have, I've trained at least six doctors and they're the funniest because they're like, I didn't know I could, that was acceptable. I'm like, (laughs) yep. Yep. Like, so I've learned like that they, they own up to it. Usually they're like, I didn't know that. Like, it's fine. Like, they're human like people are putting doctors on a pedestal like they're not human like i make errors in fitness they make errors in medicine like right it's just what it is but like but giving them the end-all be-all is sometimes like something like i understand yeah. your doctor said that but i'm the fitness professional and they're your doctor so unless they're telling you about the injury i don't understand or know about then We need to communicate better. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. It's like I've spent years, you know, going to school for this and they may have had a class and that was a long time ago. So, um, yes. And even if a doctor's staying up to date and reading and researching and so forth, like you don't, you wouldn't expect them to be the expert on physical fitness. Like that's not what you're, you know, like you said, you're going to them because there's, you're hurt or injured or so forth. So medical is great for like acute injuries and like mm-hmm. some chronic ones but not for like general life concerns as well <laughs> that's not really like that's yeah. like more like massage mental health ther- like therapists and like yeah. personal trainers in my opinion <laughs> um well that's, so I'm-, I'm i'm very i don't have a nutrition background at all so i am very like i'll go direct someone to to a nutritionist or a dietitian but that is not my area of expertise at all and you know that's if a client comes to me and that's part of what they're looking for then you know again I'll refer them to someone else but that's not what I know about and so I don't want to pretend like oh well I can give you some macros or you know something along those lines I mean I'll give you general wellness advice of you probably need to drink more water and sleep more often (laughs) and and start from there um, track what you're eating, you know, I'll give that kind of advice, but I'm, that's not my, you know, where I have knowledge at this point in my career. And, um, so, right. So no different, you know, I don't want to talk about something that I don't know about. Yeah. I mean, my bachelor's nutrition dietetics and people all the time will be like, Oh, just give me my macros. I'm like, okay, there's so many legal ramifications because I'm not a registered (laughs) dietitian that I'm not going to do that. But like, yeah. it is quite amazing how many people are willing to give diet recommendations. And I, sometimes I'm like, guys, maybe it's because I have a degree in it. It's one of those things like I've said this before on the podcast, like the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. So you don't do things, <laughs> but they don't know enough to know that like what they're saying, them telling them to eat could interact with a f- medication. Um, right. Because there's so many food and drug interactions. But yeah. I like. Uh, even being in the field like is hard and that's like for fitness too like oh great you have I have a personal training certification but like I am constantly learning new stuff and being like well so those things I was doing probably aren't the best exercises for that person in hindsight is 20 
20. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're not totally. Free. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yes. There's like programming that I, you know, when I go to like rewrite programs for someone and I'm looking at what I had them do in the past and you like, ah. I mean, I will say there's nothing that I think I've ever wrote a program for or had a training client do that I was like, oh my God, I, I could have hurt them. But there's, you just look at it now and you're like, there's better ways to do what I was trying to do. So let's, let's just move forward. Yeah. yeah like, it'd be more like, I see a lot of planks and maybe like, that's not as God as good of a carryover as like a Pavlov press for that particular client and their need. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's more of just like yeah. increasing, like not injury. Cause when you're writing a program, you hope that like, the reason you're writing the program is so if you know the progressions so they don't get right. hurt. Um, but that's yeah. not always the case <laughs> for people. Uh, yeah. I do have a question. Is the physical therapy um, wanting to go into that? Has that come from having injuries? Like, did you, did you kind of run into physical therapy? Like, oh, I kind of like this. Yes, very much. Um, like I mentioned, like kind of part of why I moved from, um, doing CrossFit to weightlifting was I had had a reoccurring shoulder issue that after being sent to physical therapy many times and kind of just having the same thrown together set of shoulder exercises, um, finally um, was sent for an MRI and diagnosed with a partially torn bicep tendon and partially torn rotator cuff. And then had that information and went to a completely different physical therapist who was like, oh, so this is your injury and this is what your sport is. And so, you know, we don't just need you to do these, you know, random shoulder exercises that I have everybody come into that says they have shoulder pain. Like you need to be able to specifically return to your sport. Like I needed to be able to still put over 200 pounds over my head and not be in pain. And so that experience of that that time of physical therapy of like three months of exercise that was over specifically designed to make sure that I could return to my lifestyle um, has really influenced kind of, yes, my career choices and thoughts of my way moving forward is I think if I can combine my experience as a personal trainer and, you know, my background of having to explain how to know to explain things with then the the knowledge of anatomy and so forth that you would receive in physical therapy school, it would give me the ability to, you know, we're not just trying to make sure that your knee is moving again because you've had knee reconstruction surgery. Like we're making sure that we can return you to what you did previously um, and not just throw together a set of exercises that everybody that has the same knee issue gets to do. Yeah. Cause there is like a template for certain things like a rotator yes. cuff. They're going to give you certain and exercises. Yeah. If yep. you get a good sports geared PT, I'll say that like, yes. they'll do it specific to sport, but most mm -hmm. PTs don't have a fit. A this is weird. But like yes. according to the PT I've been talking to lately, a lot of them don't have actual fitness backgrounds. Like as in like, no. they'll know how to, they have never squatted really as much themselves. So now they're trying to understand a very complex right. movement. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. That's I, and I, I, um, and lucky that the personal training gym I work with has a physical therapist that's on site, um, that works out of our same office and has had a couple here in, um, you know, working out of the office. And, you know, it's interesting that, um, you know, they both do have a 
an athletic background or were a personal trainer beforehand. And it does completely shift kind of how you work with clients is if you, you know, understand how to train people and not just how to, you know, rehab them, I think is a, a completely different skill set. Yes. I think there's people that go into physical therapy to work with clients that are just like return to daily life versus a return Mm -hmm. to elite level performance. They're two different things. Um, Some people come in, my older clients will come in and I'll be like, your shoulder's frozen. And they're like, no, no, no. I'm like, did you do any of the physical therapy after your shoulder's frozen? What? Like, like, uh and like for that person to go in if the if that pt can get their arm to go up three more inches that's huge for them because they right. can't reach a cup out of the counter right. yeah out of the cabinet right now yeah. like for me that if they if you if i came in all you got was like me my arm high enough after shoulder surgery to be able to get a cup out of the cabinet i'm gonna be pissed like i need it behind my head yeah. Locked up. <laughs> yeah exactly and yes. And, and so I, yes, I definitely, um, yeah. So that's kind of, I've, you know, since I kind of have had that experience of coming back from, you know, I haven't re-injured that shoulder since that happened like three years ago. And cause from that point, I've been more proactive with my accessory work or, you know, making sure I'm getting, needled or massage therapy or so forth so that I don't ever get back to the point where my shoulder was so impinged that I couldn't even like reach my hand behind my back I mean that's yes so um yeah I I just think I kind of view you know my goals of going to physical therapy school is trying to be a more um holistic kind of look to um using physical therapy so yeah, I think that was like the most interesting thing that I heard that my physical therapist was, can you, he said that he has a young guy that was following him around. He was like a student. He said, mm-hmm. can you squat? And the student goes, yeah, why? He goes, because people like Sarah don't like when you don't know how to squat. <laughs> I said, no, not really. Um, no, no. Yeah. If I'm coming to the physical therapist and they're like, I don't actually know what a snatch is. Like, okay, well, this isn't going to be real helpful. Like, I mean, it may help somewhat, but yeah. Yeah, you got to understand yeah. the the PT I'm working with now for my knee has been awesome. He's like very hands on, like watches all my Instagram videos. He's like, it's looking better. I'm like, it's improving. <laughs> I had like made the mistake. I went to camp in Georgia and yeah. um, Jordan, this young girl that I was staying in Airbnb with, we like hiked up a mountain mm-hmm. on a two day and then hiked mm-hmm. down the mountain. And like, that was my bad because like that was just too much on the muscle. And I definitely gave right. myself like some tendonitis in my quad tendon. It has been the oh, biggest nightmare to work around because, I mean, like your quad right. is like everything. It does everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a pain in the butt, but it's been substantially right. better since I started working with like the right PT. Um, and yeah. my people that did my shoulders were fantastic as well. I had, I had no problems really with the people that worked on my shoulder. Um, but again, they were willing to learn. And they listened. Right. Um, yes, definitely. Yeah. That's a huge key is not coming into it thinking, oh, I know everything. And I'm just going to, you know, we're going to slap right through this or go right through these steps and check, 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 check. And now you're done. Like, yes, it definitely has to be a kind of a relationship when you're working with somebody who's an athlete. So, yes. yes. 
Yeah, because I mean, especially with our sport, it's so technical. And um, speaking yeah. of that, like I had a phone call yesterday with like a couple PhD people doing research on knees, and they were like, "Is there a lot of injuries in um in weightlifting on knees?" I'm like, "Uh, not that I can think of." And I said, "They're like, that's interesting." I said, "But think about it. Like we're lifting double body weight. Like we're technically sound. Right. If you go to the CrossFit community, yes. who no offense." Some of them are not as technically sound and they have bad hip right. or ankle mobility, then yeah, you have a lot more knee problems. Um, right. And they're probably like, I was like, it's just an observation for me, even for me, from my fitness perspective. Right. Like, weightlifting doesn't have that many injuries, but you know, as you say, I mean, like that even, yeah. Yeah. As you say, it doesn't even have to be like, not, it's not just anecdotal. Like, the research shows that weightlifting is not a dangerous sport like the injury rate is far less than it is for so many other yeah yeah it was really cheerleading low. All yeah. Sorts of, yes I was gonna say it's very low so yes I mean I yeah I mean do I know weightlifters that have achy knees sure but I I don't think I can't think of a weightlifter who like blew out their knee because of their training yeah and like, they that's all not a yeah all move well like if I mean like they might hurt as in like they're achy or their shoulder might not move well but they have if you go took them and compared them to someone that was like limited in daily life activities they're definitely not limited probably in daily life activities (laughs) they're just limited in their sport (laughs) yeah right really bizarre yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting yeah and women I think it's important to get the women in too because of like again bone density and just the strength training component that's so overlooked in females especially older females um i'm like oh you have osteoporosis it's fine well you'll be fine load the we'll load it a little bit and every time they'll be like i got my dexa scan back it is better i'm like yeah it's amazing right yes (laughs) at least yes and it's not worse it's not getting worse it might not be improving necessarily but it's not getting worse (laughs) no it's not getting worse it is such a great moment and then it's like like the you know like the difference of like you know a non-scale victory kind of thing of like when I have a client call me up and text me of like, I just carried my vacuum cleaner all the way up and down all my flights of steps and did all my vacuuming. And I'm like, hell yes, that's so cool. Like, yes, awesome. Or, you know, one of my other older ladies, you know, telling me that she moved her giant flower pots inside of the garage and didn't have to have her husband do it. I was like, yes, that's the stuff you can do when you've done some strength training. Yes. And you're never too old to get started on it. Like that's, you know, you can gain strength at any point as long as you're safely loading it and, you know, have a someone that can kind of guide you through it. You know, it's completely okay to be 80 and decide you're going to start strength training. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the other thing oh. I'd be interested to see is like pushing more of older women to focus like less on aesthetics. Because I think that a lot of oh. people come in, the first thing yeah. they're worried about is their physical appearance. But I think if they focused mm-hmm. on like the weight on the bar, like getting right. stronger, getting faster, um, just getting more power right. that all the rest of it would be like, would be an automatic to some extent Yes. from, but if yes. you focus on the other thing, the other stuff isn't automatic. So you're, you've got right. to prioritize it correctly or 
or the dominoes don't fall correctly. If you, you know, if you hit in the middle of the pile, only half the dominoes fall, but if you hit the right one on the right end, the whole <laughs> set goes. <laughs> like, that's yes. what it feels like. I'm like, yes. you're hitting the wrong domino. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I have learned over the years that if you don't just kind of every once in a while throw in something that just is completely just for like aesthetic purposes that you, you got to do it every once in a while for your clients or, or there'll just be like, you know, why, you know, I haven't done any lunge, you know, I haven't done any bicep curls. I have one of my older gentlemen who <laughs> always wants to make sure he's got done a couple set of curls. Cause I got bench press. I, wanna, sure. I really, really hate it. I'm like, <laughs> damn bench press. They're like, I want bench press. Everybody wants bench press. I'm like, why do all my men want bench press? And every single time um, it never fails, I think my shoulder's hurting. I'm like, of course, you did bench press. Your pecs are tight now. I know exactly why. But like, everyone wants bench press. It's fine. Well, as I say, yes, it's definitely, there are definitely things, like as trainers, where you learn like, well, every once in a while, we just got to throw something in here of like, you know, I've got a couple of clients that if they don't just get sore every once in a while, they're completely convinced they haven't done anything. And I'm like, that's fine. We'll just do a hundred lunges and you'll be sore tomorrow. And there you go. I've done my job to keep you satisfied for another couple. Yeah. Months. They just so. want that. And all that is, is just like that higher volume that they're not. Yeah. It's all yeah. it is. But you just have to exceed yeah. whatever they've done in the past. And it's, it's always yep. easier with a newer person. Yeah. 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 It's pretty wild. Yes. Wow, it's a loud. That's nope. a helicopter. Oh, sorry, military helicopter overhead. That's good. I was gonna say, <laughs> well, I was gonna say here, and because we live in Washington D.C. now, or just outside of D.C. and um, Northern Virginia, and the amount of helicopters that have flown over my house over the last week is crazy. Um, I don't believe that. I I, I can't can't no, comprehend. Okay, no, I haven't had that many. I'm <laughs> no. out in the middle of nowhere. I'm out in the boonies. <laughs> so when I see one, I'm slightly concerned. I'm like, I'm in the middle of yeah, nowhere. Like, Why hmm. are there military teleports? But I also am by like I think they actually fly some of the military planes out of this FedEx site over here in Greensboro. Uh, so that can yeah. be part of it too. Yeah, it's just interesting because I know people hear that in the background. So if you hear this loud helicopter, that's all it was. Um, yeah, no, it's really interesting. I would love to see more female stuff. I know, like, it is challenging that, like, you're posting it. You're just trying to get people to interact. And sometimes it's hard to get to the people because I feel like they're they're more interested in, like, the clickbait stuff, like the fat loss stuff. or the And, and yeah. it's really hard to get their attention and be like, yo, 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 that doesn't actually work. Um, but, but, but eventually yeah. they figure it out, usually. Eventually people are like, okay, you're right. That doesn't yeah. work. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try and think if there's anything else. What? So your weight class is 59 kilos. What's your Instagram handle? Uh, at JKL Bly. Okay. I'm gonna put that in the comment section too, or the okay. information in case people yeah. don't catch that. Like me, I'd be like, okay, let me re- reverse that back and find it because there's no good way to do it. Um, no. and you're still with no. East Coast Gold. And how many meets yes. have you been to? Meets? Oh, I have no idea. Um, I've been to four national championships now. Um, I'm hoping to, as we all are at this point uh hoping to go to detroit in you know june july that's my hope um so that would be my fifth um and i just signed up like just a couple of days ago uh to do 
the virtual Masters World Championship. Oh, that'd be fun. That should be interesting. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it was, I was really disappointed last year. It was supposed to be in Orlando because it is the Masters World Championship. So it's held all over the world. And it was supposed to be in Orlando last year. And obviously that was canceled. That's and so I was really, that was kind of, I was really looking forward to getting to do that because you can only set Masters World Records at an IWF sanctioned meet. And those are just the world championships and the Pan Am championships here in the U.S. or that you could have access to. And so I, yes, my, my big goal is even if it's just just with an asterisk that says it was virtual is to um, set the world records as a 40 to 44 year old uh, for the 59 kilo class. That would be my um, hope for this summer. So I think the I think it's supposed to be in May. So we'll see. Yeah, that's yeah. But other than- I lost you. It disconnected. <laughs> it was so weird. It was like breaking up. I was like, I'm about to lose her. <laughs> I was like, I think I'm just talking to myself. I felt like I was like back in the day when you were like, Can I hear you? Can you hear me? Like that's what it felt like there for a second. Yeah, like, oh, we don't have good connections. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you last heard, but I said I was training for the Masters World Championships that are gonna be virtual this year. So um yes. And so. then you said that it was going to be like your one chance to probably do like records there, I guess, or like yes. only two times a year. So yeah, there's only a couple of times a year that you can set master's world records. And so, um, yeah. So I, even if it's with like, you know, it's virtual or so forth. Um, yeah, I mean, that's my, that. my big goal. So yeah, that'd be awesome. Be fun. It would be fun. I mean, it's, um, yeah, it, <laughs> I'm I'm hopeful that it'll all work out. Nothing else will go crazy between now and then. So no, I, what's your I'm, I'm hopeful we can actually get done now that I think especially yeah. as the vaccines are being rolled out. Yeah. Um I know it's a little chaotic with the vaccines depending on what state you're in. Yeah. Um because I have a lot of older people that I've been trying to help and it's been a nightmare. Um <laughs> they're like, I was signed up for a vaccine. Apparently I'm not signed up for a vaccine. I'm like, oh my God. That's I've had the same thing happen here. <laughs> that they were like, well, Yeah, well, I was signed up. To get it but then when they switched to 1b they dumped all of the registrations and now yes. i have to sign up again and i was like oh boy that sounds like fun oh uh, yeah well yeah. although i'm be honest i'm at the point now where i was like so cvs walgreens or wherever you guys are doing <laughs> that if you have extra you can yeah. vaccinate me although <laughs> i question and we've questioned this a lot i i mean christy whether or not um when we were in Rome, a lot of people got coughs and fevers, whether that was yes. it or not. I would love to know, but we may never know. Well, that's, I'm pretty sure I had it back in February from a client. Like I'm, again, like you said, I don't know that I'll ever know, but I'm hopeful. Yeah. pretty certain that that's what happened. It's not pretty common for 40 some year old to be fever, chills and sore throat and aches and everything that I had going on at the time. So, yeah. 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 So when's your next meet? When are you competing uh, next? Or what is hopeful? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I was just, I actually am about that. When I get off the phone with you, I have to call Walt and we were talking about that. I was like, when, which ones am I going to? <laughs> Show me the list. I mean, I put in interest for some of the internationals, but mm-hmm. I don't know how many of those are being held. And obviously like uh, my total was not as what I needed it to be. Cause I jumped up to 55 right. for nationals. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I got my international total, which was good. That was, that's, that's a positive, right. but like, 
a hun- my hundred kilo clean jerk would have been nice if they'd count that, but you know, <laughs> they love my out. Like they are really hard on me. Um, so I have really shaky shoulders. So that yeah. is one of the other things that is I think is actually just from um, like my a core issue that like as I work with the PT, that's something else that we're kind of clearing up. Is like okay, well that's what's causing this, and it won't look so shaky if we do these things. Yeah, so it's all like all fits together. That's super cool. Yeah. But I'm happy that I was able to hop on here with you. And thank you so much for joining me. No problem. It was fun chatting. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to do it again. We'll do it again once we, like, if you go to Master (laughs) Worlds, we'll we'll set it up after that because I want to hear all about it. Because that virtual will be interesting. They still haven't decided if they're going to do it like they did national championships or it's, like, live. Or if they're just going to do it, like, record yourself at home and submit it. So, we'll see. Yeah, let me know. Either way, that'll be interesting. (laughs) It should be. should be. Yeah, it's always interesting with this whole, you know, COVID world. You just just roll with it. If you can roll with it, it'll be fine. Just don't. Yeah, just don't try to get too tied in anything and you're fine. Yep, Yep. exactly. (laughs) Well, thank you so much again. Same same to you, Sarah. Have a good weekend. Have a great day. Yep. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Um, We really enjoyed having Laura Bly on. If you want to follow along on her journey, feel free to pick up her Instagram handle out of the episode notes and follow along on her journey. Um, We hope you guys have a great day. If you like this podcast, remember to subscribe and share with your friends.